0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice ish podcast. You good? Welcome what to have... take it. No, my cat. Other cats eating the rest of the oatmeal. It's a disaster over here. Welcome to take it or leave it, an advice-ish podcast. I don't remember my lines. Holy. <laughs> For parents. <laughs> for parents. You can download this podcast on <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, or anywhere where you can find podcasts, including podcast, com. I'm your host, Meredith
0: Masony. And I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you could take. Or leave, because it might be crap. On
1: today's episode... Fucking potpourri of shit that's coming and raining down on us. That was that was a lot for an intro. Wow. We can try another one. Phil, hold on.
0: Um. Anyway, I feel like when we opened this, mm. there was clearly some underlying issues there. Mm. Um. You were speaking from a place of horror. Oh, oh, oh. A little
1: bit. What is happening? Oh you know just the, the wheels have fallen off again it happens um let's see where we're at so we thought brian was doing much better after we had sold the vr headset right like we mm-hmm. were working really closely with him on his school stuff and um come to find out um He was lying about some things. He was pretending to do work. He was pretending to turn things in. Um, All because he uh, was so upset with us for selling and getting rid of the VR headset that um, he thought that I hated him. He it was awful. It was a terrible weekend. There was a lot of tears, a lot of crying. Um, and so Brian was tested about a year and a half ago. He was retested because they wanted to get an IQ score on him and they wanted to um, really figure out where he was on the spectrum. And for those of you who don't know, Brian has a traumatic brain injury from birth, and at four was placed on the autism spectrum. And he does a you know he has a lot of different um, things that we've that we've dealt with from impulse control to uh, some you know uh, anger issues, rage behavior, looping, intrusive thoughts, um, potential. OCD things, right? Which, you know, I probably gave him those um, because, wow. But really long story short, um, he was actually by this psychiatrist taken off of the autism spectrum, but she said with his TBI and with The tests that we ran, we believe that Brian has a much higher risk at suffering from a mental illness, uh, potentially depression, anxiety, um, could be, you know, OCD or, um, you know, any one of the things that falls in that range, as well as low self-esteem, low self-worth. And these are things that you're going to have to be aware of because on top of what he, you know, what what he's dealing with, or I guess in conjunction with, we, we have, uh, mental health, uh, issues that run in the family, right. On both sides. So not just on one, but on both. So, and that includes bipolar and, uh, mania and manic depression. So it was just like, oh my gosh, you know, you have this moment where you think, what did I do? Genetically to this child, like, cause you have, you start to shoulder blame, right? And, um, I don't know if it's, and I've said this before, I don't know if it's, I've noticed that he has a lot of trouble going through transitions, like fifth to sixth grade, big, mm-hmm. huge transition. Lots of kids have it. But I think when your backpack is full of other stuff, it's harder to carry it, Right. Yeah. And then, um, also I think with the beginning of puberty, all of these big emotions, all of these big feelings, I've always noticed it with growth spurts, different things like that. He has a much mm-hmm. harder time. So a teacher emailed us on Saturday and she was like, um, she was like, uh, you know, I just want to bring to your attention that, you know, things have kind of shifted for Brian in the classroom. He is extremely bright, but he is not, you know, he's not turning in his work. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. And, um, you know, just to clarify, Brian has not, um, cause I know people love to help and they love to say, well, you know, when my son was diagnosed with it, he is not being diagnosed with bipolar or depression or any of those things. He is just, I think what they basically say is more prone or more apt considering his history and the fact that we're dealing with a kid who has a TBI. Um, So just so everybody, so that we're on that page. Um, So the teacher emails, I get this email. I sit down, Brian, I ask him what's going on. And no, that's not true, mom. It's not true. I said, so the teacher is lying. Cause I, find that really hard to believe. And mm-hmm. so we go back and forth, uh, like this. I, I call Dave cause he was, wasn't home. When he got home, we sat back down and we talked again for hours and then the floodgates opened and he's like, all you guys ever do is work. You're never around. I'm always by myself. I feel like I'm just alone. I'm just, I'm not I don't have anybody. I, I just want to be with you guys and you guys are never here and when you are here you're working and and da, da 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 and I was just we were just crushed. We just felt like the worst parents. He's like I was so mad at you when you took away my VR headset. And I just you know and you know there are there's just all of these things and they're swirling around and and it was so much and I was just, it was one of those moments where it made me stop just dead in my tracks and I was like okay, yeah. what do we do? What do we do? This kid needs us. He needs more attention. He needs us to be present. He needs us here. I was like, what do you want to do? And he's like, I just want to be with you guys. I was like, okay, so let's homeschool. What? So he is home. He is registered. Oh, shut the fuck up. I am literally a certified shut homeschooling teacher. At this moment in time.
0: Meredith, shut the okay. hell I got the official
1: off. email and everything, okay? No takesies, backsies. So he's in his okay. room, I and he is working right now on um, math, language, arts, and history. We are still awaiting him to be placed in the science curriculum, um, but, you know...
0: No, stop talking. Mm -hmm. I have questions. Go ahead. Okay. First of all, not going to lie, the beginning of the story wasn't a lot of animation behind your voice, clearly defeated. Yeah. I understand 100% uh, that feeling. And it was like lull, lull, punch in the fucking face is what it felt like. Excuse my mouth, everyone. I apologize. Not a cusser (laughs) on the internet. I am – this – you didn't even – this is the first I'm hearing about it, just so everybody knows. This is blowing my effing mind. I – first of all, I'm so proud of you for Mm. making that decision, knowing you and knowing your work ethic and knowing how much you value the time that you have to get work done, the fact that you were able to put Brian – ahead of your own wants and needs so that he could feel fulfilled and loved it just it's not surprising to me you're an amazing mother I already mm-hmm. knew that I am I'm in shock and how how is he I mean I know it's it has to be a few days because I just friggin talked to you last week
1: yeah no it's only been a few days um he started working last night it took me it took me two days to get him removed from public school and placed in a program uh, because you have to call and you have to join a homeschool like cohort and then the cohort has to get certain paperwork and then they have to contact the county and then the county basically says okay and you have to go through you have to make sure you check off all the boxes so that you don't screw anything up right and so Dave called the counselors at his school to make sure that I was enrolling him in the proper things. And then I did the online stuff while he was at work at the building. So Brian basically all week has been going down to the building with Dave and just being like his helper at the building. Cause there was no schoolwork to be done. So he's just been going around. Um, and, taking care, you know, like doing stuff with him all week while I was taking care of this other stuff. And then yesterday I called him and I was like, Hey, we've been approved. We're in the system. When you come home, I'm going to sit you down and show you how to use all of the courses. And I feel confident enough in, in, in history and language arts that if there are questions or that if he can't get to a teacher, I can sit there at sixth grade and I can help him science and math, probably not, but Dave can help him right? So there's somebody that's going to be here that's going to be competent enough at this grade level. Would I feel that I could, would I be able to do this in ninth grade? No, no. I think, I think it would just, I mean, could we tag team it? Sure. But I think it just starts to get to a level where it's like, Oh, I don't know. This is a lot. Um, but the history and the, and the English, like I've got that, the language arts, I blacked
0: out. Um, did you, did he, did you say that he said he wanted to do homeschool Mm -hmm. and you said, okay. Yeah,
1: let's do it. We'll do it. We'll do whatever. See, I'm not, I'm not, I've never envisioned myself doing this.
0: Me neither, bitch.
1: Right. Um, but I've always preached and I completely believe in and stand by different kid, different needs.
0: What so do, okay. that's it. What does Sophia and Matias think of this? <laughs> Are Sophia, they jelly?
1: Sophia's like, uh, I want to be homeschooled. And I was like, no, you don't need to be homeschooled. I was like, it, cause she's like, I don't want to get up so early for school. That's the only reason she wants to be homeschooled is because she has to get up at 545 in the morning. It's She'd not be fair. Miserable. Yeah. It's not fair. He gets to sleep in. I was like, listen, you're in eighth grade. This is your end of your eighth grade year with your friends at school. You've got the eighth grade field trip coming up to whatever theme park or whatever. You have all of these fun things coming up. You have a couple more months that you have to wake up early. Then you go to the late start. High school is the late start here. Their bell doesn't ring until like 9 20 in the right. morning.
0: So, so I she's was off like there.
1: I was like, you're literally light at the end of the tunnel. I was like, and this is and you don't want to be separated from your friends and you don't like you're good. And she's like, I know, but I'd rather stay in my pajamas like you all day. And I was like, shut your mouth sometimes I get dressed, okay? Wow, dude. So, I... and Matthias is, you know, Matthias is, yeah. doesn't, he's just, he's trying to figure out SATs and ACTs and getting stuff done because this is, he's right in the middle of track season and at the beginning of track season. And so he's, he's really busy. Um, and on top of that, Dave has basically had to step up and become the assistant pole vaulting coach at the high school <laughs> because the coach um, needed help and he can't make it to all the practices. And so Dave has been going after working all day at the building, which is a whole other dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, he's driving over and going to practice and working with these kids. He was at a, at a track meet last night until eight o'clock. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's just nonstop. It's like, It's like trying to—I said it yesterday. It's like trying to tread water, and people just keep handing us cinder blocks, and we're like, "Cool, I got it. It's fine. I'll be just fine." And then your head is under the water, and like, "I'm good. I'm good." So that's where we're at. Wow,
0: I am in shock. And did you tell the internet already? About the homeschooling? Yeah. 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 See, I don't watch your stuff, dude. And that is a benefit right now because you got to tell me and everybody here in the podcast at the same time, I am in shock um, and I am so proud of you. And I think that's friggin' amazing. What a monumental decision. And I could not have done it. I mean, if I had to, of course I could, but- Damn, yeah, so I wonder what this is going to do for him to be able to spend time with you all and be able to keep up because he's not in a setting where he feels like he's failing.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, Dave said people always say their career is important to them, but make the mistake of thinking it's the most important thing to them. And so you have to remember to put your kids first, even when you're in the middle of, you know, building something. Um, you know, like the, like the business that we've been building and, uh, you know, obviously I have my own stuff that I've been working on and it's, you know, it's just part of it. And the, and if I want to preach that I do this to make sure that my kids have a better life, then I better do the stuff that actually makes them have a better life and not just the stuff that I want to do that pays the bills.
0: Mm. Can I ask, Mm -hmm. and you don't have to answer. Can I ask? what Dave's reaction was to this. What was his thoughts about keep? Um.
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue You can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
0: Hey, everyone.
1: I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash He was fine with it. He was good.
0: Can I tell you what I picture Dave's reaction would have been? Hmm. This is what I picture. We can't do that, Meredith. And you're like, why, Dave? And he's like, because we're getting ready to open a laundromat. You're getting ready to do a really big thing. We have a million things that we're going to do. And you're going to be like, it's fine, Dave. And he's like, no, scientifically, I've done the calculations. I have a PowerPoint presentation of all the reasons that this won't work. (laughs) Like, that's what I picture his reaction (laughs) being. And then he sits you down and he does step by step. And you're just – your eyes are glazing over because you stopped listening an hour ago because you already know you're going to do it anyway. Right. Yeah. So there was no uh, – like, no fight about it? No, there was no fight about it. So it was
1: basically – I, at first it was a little oh, bit of shit. A- Dave's listening. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit, it was a bit of a shorter. He just, he just messaged. I can send you the presentation. Um, it was, a, it was much shorter than that. There was a little bit of like, I, are we sure this is what we want to do? Like, are right. we and then, playing the
0: tape all the way through? But
1: then I was like, look, the kid says he needs us. And he's like, yeah. And I said, then we're there. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, then it's done. I said, we'll figure it out. And he's like, yeah, we'll figure it out. So it was very just, we'll figure it out. And that was, that was really it because every kid is different. And, and I hate when people talk about, I hate when people talk about, you know, you have to, you have to treat all of your kids the same. How could you possibly do that? Who says that? People, people, assholes on the internet all the time. And it's like, how do you, how could you possibly treat your kids the same? Like they're
0: all different. Thank you. Is, is there espresso in here? Just take a sip and see. No, I'm looking at the label and I don't see any espresso. Is there espresso? How many? All right. Thank you. Ooh. It just looked light and it doesn't say espresso on it. So I was just curious. Thank you. That's amazing. Are we fighting? Wow. The way he looked at me before he walked out the door, I feel like we're fighting. But oh, he's he just say because I don't appreciate you. Ju- he just brought you a co- big coffee. I know. And I-, I said thank you, didn't I? And I'm very grateful, but I'm just I asked a question. Don't gaslight me.
1: Who's gaslighting <laughs> you? Where did we go? The turn. <laughs> All I said was take a sip, then you'll know if there's a espresso. Said in it.
0: He just brought you a large coffee. Be grateful. Don't ask questions. Just mm-hmm. accept what you're given and settle. That's not what I <laughs> said. Hope you don't choke. <laughs> That's delicious. Oh this yeah. is gonna become an ASMR podcast. Mm. Mm. This drink order is a venti iced Americano in a venti cup. No water. Three pumps sugar free vanilla, three pumps cinnamon dolce, half heavy cream, half almond milk with cinnamon powder. I'm just kidding. I hate it.
1: Um, no sweet cream cold foam?
0: No, because I'm. Oh, I'll talk about it on the podcast. Okay. What are we talking about? I'm doing keto. Oh, you're back ketoing. I'm already peeing purple. Peeing purple. My bloating is gone. And I've lost seven pounds in three days. I haven't lost seven pounds in three days, but I'm in ketosis after only three days. Okay. Which is unheard of. And I think it's because I I just got a colonoscopy. Okay.
1: May I double back? Because what you just said, people who don't know will be concerned for you. So can you explain peeing purple? Because... You I went forgot. over that
0: real quick, and people are going to be like, "Oh my God, Tiffany, a new symptom." I'm reading Explain. the comments, and you are correct. I, I, uh, yeah. My pee is <laughs> this. My pee is not actually purple. There you go. I pee on a stick, and it turns purple. Yeah, but it's a litmus
1: paper that she pees on, and it will tell. If her body is in ketosis by a pH level, so when she says I'm peeing purple, okay, she's
0: been homeschooling for two days. Guys. Okay, well, bitch, I knew not- that. Gets, I know it's what a litmus pH litmus. You're such a bitch. Hi- uh, propathol, what <laughs> Hydrophils. <laughs> 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 Do what? you remember you had high neutrophils?
1: No, it was neutrophils. Neutrophils. <laughs>
0: neutrophils. 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 We don't even know how to say it. We're so stupid. Anyway, I so I don't know what caused all my health problems, but all I know is when I was doing – and I don't talk about diets on the internet because I don't like advertising it because it could kill people. Mm. But for me, I was thriving, wasn't I? Yeah. Yep. Except I just didn't feel like
1: you ate enough vegetables.
0: Yeah, you did feel that way. But
1: I don't care about, because I don't eat a lot of carbs either. Carbs make my stomach hurt when I eat them.
0: It's just a fact. I've also been drinking L-glutamine for three days because somebody suggested it to me to help with bloating. Look, I'll show you on my stomach. You can't see it if you're listening, but just for those here, I'm going to try not to suck in, but it's a habit. You can still see my backpack, but look, look at my Mm -hmm. bloating. Yeah, it looks good. I liked the hip thrust. Thank you. Yeah. The bloating, not that there's not some kind of something ravaging my insides, but just for today, I feel good. I like that. Let's start it. You throw the hair. Mm -mm. That is not a good look. Anyway, um, I'm proud of you and I think this is a wonderful step and I'm eager to follow this journey. Well, we'll see. I told him after the
1: podcast, I was coming in to check on his first, uh, his first assignment. Do you think he's going to be able to self-motivate? I don't think he's going to have an issue with getting the, so one of the cool things that this program has is a pace chart and it shows you every assignment that needs to be done for the week for each class. So I printed them out for each of his classes and I was like, okay, do you see all of these 5.0, 6.1, 3.2, whatever. I was like, these are all the ones that you have to get done and you've got all week to do it. So Monday through Friday, all of these have to get checked off. And so, um, he was like, I can do that. I can do that. And I was like, yeah. And if you do this, you'll actually be done a week ahead of everybody else that's in school. And then do you just get to chill for a week? And then you're done. And then it's summer break a week early. So he was like, okay. And so
0: hopefully he doesn't rush through it though to get to summer break.
1: Well, and I told him, I said, if you rush through or if you don't score above a 70% on any of these, then we have to go back and redo
0: it because you didn't understand it. So, how permanent is this? Like, if if he, like, let's say in two weeks, he's like, I made a mistake this is terrible. I miss my friends. I'm isolating. I'm all alone. Can I go back? Is that?
1: No, he cannot go back this semester. He is out for the semester. Just the semester though. It's for this semester. Then what we decided we would do is when we were done with this semester, he can decide if he wants to go back um, or if he wants to stay with us for seventh grade. And we'll make that decision together. And go from there. But, Um, you know, yeah. So Dave was just saying he asked if he could have a job alongside of it. Because the other thing is, is when I, when we go down to the laundromat, he comes with us. So there's a desk. And so he'll sit and he'll do his work at the desk in the laundromat. And when he's taking breaks, I was like, you can come fold laundry. Or you can help help dad with whatever. You know, like there are, you know, because he's he's like me. He doesn't sit still. So I think he's going to be fine. And in terms of not seeing his friends, no, he won't see his friends during the school day, but his friends are all
0: over the neighborhood. It's not like we have to look far for his friends. Mm. They're they're so, here. So he doesn't have like, so his school friends are the same as his neighborhood friends. Yeah.
1: They're in this neighborhood. Awesome. So it's fine. So he can jump out on his bike and ride around and be down at his friend's house in five minutes. So that's not something that is stressing. I don't think it's stressing him out because he's, he can see his
0: friends whenever he wants to see his friends. That's amazing. How cool. Well, awesome.
1: Yeah. And he's still participating in sports. He's still going to pole vaulting. Um, the tricky part is we're in the middle of the high school season. So the coaches focus on the high school kids and not the younger kids as much because they're in season. So Mm -hmm. he'll get to go, um, a few times throughout season and then he will be going to pole vaulting camps with Matias over the summer. That's so cool. So, yeah, so that's where we're at with that. Um, and now we're still just waiting on a bunch of other things that are up in the air for them to finally land so that we can... Just get going.
0: I feel like that's life yeah. in general. I feel like up until our time is done here on earth, we're going to be just waiting for the things up in the air to land. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I said I wasn't going to talk about this because I don't want to put any of my children on blast ever so that in the future it comes back to haunt them. <laughs> Not that I think that their high school fr- <laughs> still have- Not that I think that their high school friends are going to be listening to our podcast mm-hmm. in however many years. But I'm going to tell you this story without <laughs> naming any names. I went to one of my child's children's iPad mm-hmm. because they wanted to connect with one of their friends on Messenger Kids. And when I went to click on it, I saw a separate tab that said Naked Boy Wiener. And I stifled my laugh for the sake of not embarrassing said child. And I set the iPad down and I was like, like, what do I do? What am I supposed Like, I'm in charge. I It is my turn to do a thing. Mm. And I don't know what it is. So I just followed my heart. And I said, okay, we need to talk about something. And they're like, what? And I'm like, we need to talk about you looking up Naked Boy Wiener. Um, and I did look. And luckily, it was just robots for some reason. Like, nothing actually... Like that. And the person denied it and denied it and denied it. And I said, Listen, I understand you wanting to deny this because it's embarrassing. I get it. I got caught with some weird stuff when I was little, too. I totally understand. But the reason I'm even bringing it up to you is because it's okay to be curious about things. But I would love it if you could come to me when you're curious so that I can look for the things and show you so that you're not seeing all the other things on your journey of exploration. Because there's a lot of scary things out in the world that you don't know about yet. And if you type it in, it will pop up. So I don't mind you being curious. Just come to me and I'm happy to show you. And um, the person was crying and said, you would not show me a picture of a naked boy wiener if I asked. And I said, yes, I would. If you were curious, yes, I would. Um, and I was like, "Is there? I can see everything you look up on this computer. So is there anything else you want to tell me about before I go through it? And they said, I looked up naked lady pee-pee. And I said, thank you for being honest with me. I really appreciate it. Um, I support you in being curious. It's normal. Just come to me next time. Let me know next time you're curious and we'll look something up together. Okay. And then after the tears, you know, I said, I love you. I, and I, am not mad at you for lying about it either, because I understand wanting to lie when you're embarrassed. Um, I get it, but you can talk to me about it. Blah, 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 blah. So then two days later, she, they, said I'm curious and then I'm like, is this messed up for me to look up pictures of privates and show my child like is it I mean if
1: you're looking it up in the in the medical so, sense of exactly like a, yeah.
0: Let me clarify. I was going to show like anatomy, Mm -hmm. scientific medical Mm -hmm. pictures, not like Pornhub. No, no, let's not do that. So, but is that inappropriate? Like would you have handled it differently?
1: No, I think that the, the biology of it, the anatomy of it is something that they need to know because they, they have obviously understand that, you know, boy body is different from girl body and there's going to be curiosity about that because they want to, they want to know why it's different. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, no matter, you know, what you feel about gender, physical anatomy is, it's physically the way you're constructed. So right. y- you have to explain to your children, yes, this is a penis. The you know, males have a penis, this is a vagina, females have a vagina, this is what that looks like, but in an in anatomical sense.
0: Okay. Yeah. Because so that was my thought too. Like this is okay because science. Yeah. And I never want my like I have still to this day so much like shame and guilt and embarrassment around sexuality issues. Because there was some really embarrassing things that happened to me growing up. Like my dad caught me once when I was 11 and just learning about my body, wink, wink. Mm -hmm. And it was, he he like sat me down and he's like, I just want to let you know that what you're doing is normal and it's okay. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, I saw you and I just want to let you know that it's okay to do that. And I'm like, I have no clue what you're talking. And I denied it for an hour, but it was so like, I don't think that conversation was necessary. I don't think at that point in time, Mm. right as it's happening, we need to have like a family talk about it. And it just made me so uncomfortable and embarrassed, you know, maybe later be like, Hey, by the way, there's this thing that people do. Mm. And you know what I mean? Anyway, my point is, I don't want my kids to have shame and stuff surrounding subjects like that, so I just try to make it as casual as possible, right? When I'm talking about things, and so, so she came to me and I showed her and like a a picture that you would find in like a book, like it almost looks like a cartoon kind of or whatever. Um, it's not like an actual bear photo. But it's like – um, it's not muscles and organs, not like a translucent skeleton cartoon, but it's like a anatomy cartoon. Yeah. And then she's like, boobs. And I'm like, what? She's like, I'm curious about boobs. And I'm like, okay. I feel like you know what boobs look like. But here is a picture of breasts, you know, group, like whatever. It, if CPS or the SWAT team comes here, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> I just um I think that you can also order um some
1: books on Amazon that are targeted directly for the age.
0: Do you remember on the podcast when I told you we were talking about our parents talking to us about sex when we were little mm. and I told you that my mom used to play this cartoon for yes, us. Yes, 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 yes. They found the cartoon. Oh my god and played it like the sound of it. And I would invite all the neighborhood kids over to watch the cartoon. Um, my biggest, anyway, my k- kids don't understand the internet and how it works. And they're going to see a lot of really traumatizing stuff. If they keep searching things like that. Another thing I'd like to know is if there's a way to prevent them from searching the internet on their iPads, put bark on it. Oh, you I have, guess I could you just but have to that, connect their iPads to that. But then that's after the fact.
1: What do you mean? After
0: they've already seen it and exposed no, it a no. brain.
1: No, it can firewall it. Won't even let them open. Oh, nice.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: just have to add the iPads because you have it on the phone, right? Yeah. Does it cost extra money to add extra kids? Um, it should be. If I guess it depends on the family plan that you have or whatever, but I can help you with that. Okay. But anyway. yeah, they just have to be connected because then it won't, it'll block it. So yeah, that's an easy fix. But then I do think you go down the road of looking at some uh, anatomically correct material that's biologically driven for physiology and anatomy to show the yeah. child. Yeah. And I'm trying to be cool about it so that it's not like a thing. I think destigmatizing is exactly what you do. hundred percent. You're down the right path. You just have to find the right material.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So I wouldn't necessarily use the internet per se for that. I would, I would get look at, I'd get a book because somebody's already said, Hey, lots of people need to teach their kids about this. And this is the best one for this age. Right. Cause it's by, yeah. it's gotta be by age. Cause you're not going to show them a high school anatomy book. Right. Cause yeah. I'm saying their age we know must be, you know seven
0: through 12. Right.
1: So I would look in that age range. Okay. But yeah, I think you have to de-state, you know, when we talk with our kids about, uh, I don't have any recommendations. People are asking now for, but I don't have a big wealth of knowledge on this. Right one. (laughs) Um, the dingle hopper. Yeah. They would not publish my book, but, um, I think that you just go, go on Amazon and, you know, search it up like I search up my cookbooks, you know, like, what is your need? And I would just search it up on, on yeah. Amazon. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it gets, it gets different, right? Little kids, little problems, big kids, bigger problems. And as they get bigger, the problems seem to get a little bit bigger. This isn't a problem. Nothing no. that your child was doing was wrong. It was right. just, there's curiosity there. Of course there's curiosity there, you know? Um, so, cause I've already had to have conversations You know, I've already had, you know, sex conversations and, you know, with, with my kids about, Mm. you know, what to do and how to be safe and, you know, what to prevent and, uh, you know, all of those things. And I, I come at it the same way, you know, and Dave and I together or separately have had conversations with the kids about, you know, repercussions of said actions and what can happen, but it's like, we can talk about this now or we can talk about this in labor and delivery. I think labor Mm. and delivery might be a little late because at that point now everybody's lives have changed and you know, I'll be honest. Okay. If that's where we're at, then we'll do what needs to be done there. But no, I'm not trying to be a grandma at 42. Um, but if, if it were to happen, then I'd be a grandma at 42, right? Like, I mean, that is, that's what it is. But I think that obviously, Prevention is the method that we want to go with at this point because the kid wants to go to college and yada yada, and so that's how we've been addressing it. But it's not a shameful thing, like I, you know, I mean, everybody,
0: yeah, has I just, desire. It was urges. very traumatizing, and I wanted to share that. Yeah, well, I was curious if there was a different way I should have handled it. No, you know, those moments pop up in parenthood where. You know that it's your move, but you don't know what your what that move is.
1: I feel like that's every time it's
0: my move. I don't know what my yeah. move is. Yeah. That was one of those things. And then it was also one of those things where it's like you do these things in parenting and you're like, "Man, I wish somebody could have seen that. That was a good <laughs> that was a good move on my part. I nailed it." And then nobody's there. Yeah. That happens to me sometimes too. Yeah. So I have to pat my own back. Nothing wrong with that. It's good to be your own cheerleader at times. Squishies. Nice. That there's no context for people listening. Okay. Um, what else are we talking about?
1: Oh, I don't know. What else? I mean,
0: it's how do you follow up naked boy wieners?
1: I don't really want to follow that. Um, So let's
0: just change the topic altogether. My son quit sports. What? Yeah. He he does this thing where he shuts down if he's not doing well. Mm. I don't know if we've talked about this or not, but as somebody who has walked out of a roller derby practice, walked out of kickboxing, left gyms crying, I get it. I see it in him and I understand. And, No amount of talking or anything can help him. And so his father's at the point where he's like, I'm not going to load up the family at 8 a.m. every Saturday to come watch you quit on your team during the game. So you need to decide what you want to do, dude. And he said, I want to quit. And I don't know if he really wants to quit or if he doesn't because he does basketball and flag football. And if he does really want to quit, do we let him because he already committed? That's a big thing Drew keeps saying. You made this commitment. You have to follow through. And I don't know mm. if I agree with that. But he's so good. He's so good. But it's never good enough for him. And it's not like we're military, not military. What's the word? authoritative uh it's not like we're like you better do good or we're not gonna love you
1: right you're not on the sidelines screaming at him yeah Yeah. I'm always like (laughs) I'm so
0: embarrassing I'm like good try honey Mm -hmm. I hope you're having fun just good job I'm just like yelling the most Drew's like you can't yell nice try honey across (laughs) the thing but I just, I'm like, maybe positive reinforcement will help him not shut down. But yeah. So anyway, so if a kid wants to quit, do you let him?
1: Every kid is different. So there have been children that have uh, committed to something and halfway through I've been like, yeah, we can be done now if you're done. And then others I've said, you know what? I think we're going to try to push through this and see how it goes. And then they did. Then they made it right. So it's every kid is different. I think it depends on the situation. It depends on the kid. It depends on other factors that are going on. Did he say he wanted to quit both?
0: Was it just basketball or was it just flag football? Just basketball, but also he is the quarterback mm-hmm. at flag football, so he feels immense pressure. He doesn't quit, but every single game he says, "I, I don't want to go back out." Like, it, like during halftime or whatever you call the things where you go yeah. to the sidelines mm-hmm. if he's not doing good. He says, I don't want to be quarterback. He's been doing basketball for years.
1: I know. That's why I'm just, I'm just wondering if there's, you know, now he obviously seems to be one of those kids that is putting the pressure on himself.
0: 100%.
1: You know, he's like stacking it onto his own shoulders. I think the only, the only way around that one is for him to see a therapist to talk about why he feels the need to do that. Um, but I mean, that's, and that's something that we started early with our kids because, you know, with Brian, you know, we needed to see somebody by the time he was four, we were seeing a family therapist and he was being seen solo. Um, now that was with the third kid. I wish I would have started it with the others right sooner, but we didn't, there wasn't a a need for it. But when Brian Mm. came along and with the things that we've dealt with, with Brian, we knew we needed it. And that helped a lot because when we went together as a family, we could touch on some of the family things that were going on. But um, I think therapy is just because it's a different, it's it's this neutral party who kind of sees things and can,
0: yeah, you know. I mean, we're, everybody's in therapy, um, but except for Caden, mm. he doesn't want to do it. I, I don't, I mean, I think- and at- part Of me is like, well, maybe he doesn't need it. He's a wonderful kid 99% of the time. Maybe he's okay. I don't want to force him. Like, he he just he shuts down, dude. But there is not the a punishment, can open him up, right? Oh, that's a good word, but or that's a good thing. I'll use that. Yeah, it's not
1: a this is not about you did something wrong, so you're going here. This is about going there so that you can understand all of the things that are going on and, and figure out how to make better choices or how to make the choices that you're making, which are good ones, even better. It's not a punishment. Nothing about therapy is to punish a kid. I mean, you know that more than, I mean, you go, you know, you've been in therapy for years, right? Uh I've been in therapy for years. Um, my husband started going to therapy recently, which was great over the last year and I don't think it's something you innately want to go and do because who wants to go share secrets or tell people their inner thoughts, which are so scary and can be shameful. But when you flip it and you're like, well, this person is here to help me become better at certain things. And then in turn, make me feel better about those things. It's more, it's never a punishment. Like when I'll talk to the kids about it, like Matthias went through that rough breakup And I was like, maybe we talk, you know, to, and I'm not going to use her name, Miss whatever. And he's like, why, why are you punishing? I said, who, this isn't a punishment. Right. This is a person you can go and talk to and you can tell them anything and they can't even tell us. Yeah. So it's just a person, you know, you can go and they're going to keep your secret and you can talk through that secret or talk through that feeling. It's not about us. You don't have to tell us any of that stuff.
0: I've been really like going back and forth about whether or not to make him talk to a therapist about his, um, competitiveness. And I think this kind of just tips me over the edge. I need to do it. Even if he says, I'm not going to talk, I'm just going to sit there.
1: That's okay. Yeah. And the great just, thing what? is they have games. That's how they got, that's how they got Brian to open up. They had Jenga and all of these games that were their chess Oh, and in person? Yeah, we did in person. We And we sat him down and we're like, okay. And, and mm-hmm. she was like, see you in an hour. And I would come back and they had, you know, built a Lego tower or done a Jenga or whatever. And as the, I mean, the therapists are really good at it, right? As they're going through this, they're talking as they're playing the game. And then the kid will open up because they're playing see, this that's together. the
0: problem, I think, is with the kid's therapy, it was virtual because after the pandemic nobody wanted anybody in the office and so even still it's virtual for the kids but maybe I need to switch to a therapist who they can see in person I wonder what kind of experience that would be like I bet you it would be better
1: I think it's I think adults can handle the virtual a lot easier than the kids can I think the kids need that interaction to know like okay this person's cool Right. Right. Like, cause I've done both virtual and in person cause everything was in person before the pandemic. And then when it went virtual, there weren't benefits as an adult. Cause I'm like, I'm not even in the same state and we can have this conversation.
0: Mm -hmm. It's great.
1: But there is something about being
0: in the room. I think with a kid, everybody's Um, saying kids should be in person in their opinion.
1: I, I think they get a comfortability that you can't get on
0: a screen for some reason, I pictured it as the opposite. I thought being in person—not that I had a choice—but if I did have it, I thought it would make them feel like nervous, like I'm going sure into a doctor's office. Or something. It
1: could, but I think that there are things they're trained to do to make them more comfortable, so that they'll of talk course. with them. So that's just something you could try. But yeah. I, I also bought Matthias a couple of books, um, about you know, that, that were very dialed into sports and the mentality of good sportsmanship and things like that. I can send you the names of the books that I got. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Caden is, he's so smart. I bet he's at, he could read these. They're, they're just a couple of paperbacks that I bought. He hates reading. Well, he might like reading about sports. You're right. So he I'll send would. you, I'll send you the name. I'm, I mean, I think they were both $9 books on Amazon, but it was about, yeah. you know, competition and how to conduct yourself in competition. And what happens when you don't win? What happens when you get stuck? What happens when you quote unquote fail? And cause that's, you know, we've, Matthias has taken very quickly to pole vaulting in a short period of time. He's been able to exceed But then when he gets tripped up, it is very difficult for him to move past that because he's like, I don't understand. I don't understand why I'm not getting better. And it's like, you have been doing this. December was one year. One year. And you're clearing 14 and a half feet. Yeah. There are kids who have been doing this since middle school who are now in competition with you and they're not jumping as high as you are. So just, we have to learn how to relax and put it in perspective and figure out what is next. And the kid is, you know, he, he didn't even take an off season, right? He trained after season, he trained from May until now. And now he's back in season. And that's why he's gotten so good,
0: but that takes a mental toll Right? Yeah. I can't even let Caden play with the neighborhood kids because he's so. I would not be his, I would not play sports with Caden. He, even if somebody does something great, he feels the need to put them down because it makes him better. Um, And he accuses people of cheating and he storms off and comes home and says, everybody's being mean to him, but they're just winning. Mm. And so I am so stressed every time he's like, can I go play football in the field with uh, the boys? And I'm like, no, because I've already had three conversations with the boy's dad this week about your behavior when you guys play sports and he doesn't want his son playing sports with you anymore. So, so yeah, I'm definitely going to go, uh, get him in therapy because that sucks and it stresses me and it you know it breaks my heart for him to feel like in you know he has to win all the time and um my neighbor says it's a phase but and then other people are like it's a good thing he has a competitive spirit but it's not that at all it's something else and it's i think it's stems from a f- fear of failure
1: yeah it could
0: yeah Anyway, so therapy it is. Thank you, everyone, for your input.
1: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I wouldn't consider, I'll probably say this and everybody will laugh. I wouldn't consider myself a super highly competitive person at this stage in my life. But I was really awful. Like, I feel like this is toned down. But I was pretty bad.
0: I don't think you're competitive. I think, well, the only thing I have to relate it to it. Is other people succeeding? I feel like you're always happy for other people succeeding.
1: Yeah, I think, well, for me, it was when I trans, so in sports with, with me, with sports, it was always about winning, 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 being the best, being the best, being the best. And I think I found my actual true success when I switched over to doing something that I was super passionate about, which is this. And when you're super passionate about something you do want to see other people succeed around you and you do want them to do well. And you want, you want their success for them. Right. In sports, I wasn't that connected in that sense. I was just told you're good at this. So you have to go and be the best at it. But there wasn't that connection of like, you know, I want to be the best because it means so much in my heart. I really didn't care.
0: Right.
1: I was just fast. Trying to live up. I I was just, I was just athletically, I was, I was gifted in the sense of I had an athletic body and my body could do athletic things. And I was, I'd win a lot, but there wasn't a connection, (laughs) but there wasn't that connection. Now with what I'm doing now, I mean, I, I'm just so, I have such a passion for what I get to do every day. So I, I love to see other people succeed and I love to see other people go and, and
0: slay dragons and I mean, I get jealous. <laughs> Jealousy is a natural emotion. You know, I do too. A little, I won't a little, even pretend a little bit. like I don't get jealous and it's not that I don't like other people succeeding. I just get jealous when people <laughs> succeed <laughs> because I've been in bed depressed for a week and haven't done anything to succeed. So when people work hard and do it, I'm like, good for you on getting a golden globe. Okay. I took a shower this week. But is it
1: jealousy or is it that you could flip that and say, okay, so what is it about what they earned or received that I want? And if it's something that I want, how do I go about achieving it?
0: Yeah. It has fueled me Because in the past. You Just
1: flip it. You know, just flip it. I'm not saying, look, I have thrown my share of pity parties. I have thrown my share of woe is me. Why isn't, why didn't I get this? Or why didn't I get that? Or what is going on? I mean, I've been, I've been dropped by agents. I've been, I've had show can't shows canceled on me. I've Mm -hmm. had all sorts of, and thrown the pity parties. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I'm not going to sit here and be, uh, you know, I'm positive petty as you would say, you know, I'm no, I mean, shit, That shit sucks. Yeah. But after I'm done with that, I try to claw my way out and be like, okay, what's next? If I still really want to do this, what
0: am I supposed to do now? What do I, what am I supposed to do now? And what's next? The thing too, <clears throat> like when I see somebody who. Started doing TikTok and now they're in movies. <clears throat> I'm so <clears throat> I'm so pissed at them. But also I have never once auditioned for a movie or gotten an agent to get into a movie or tried to, you know what I mean? Like I'm not doing anything to make it happen for me. I'm expecting it to just magically happen. And when it doesn't, I'm like, this is really rude of that person to succeed right in front of my face
1: right in front of your face <laughs> but also does that person who started on TikTok and is now in movies do they have 3 kids are they married are they doing 9 million other things is no, no, this no. their it's whole thing it's not a real thing?
0: person it's not a it's re- hypothetical
1: okay i think it's a real person and we don't have to name them here i'm just <laughs> saying You know, there's other factors, right? I mean, what we did in life is very different to how traditional comics or traditional people in our space have done things because when you look at that, like I just watched this um, documentary on female comics and almost all of them, I want to say a solid 80%, of the comics that they interviewed for the documentary, did not have children. They started in clubs, mm. they did the traditional, they did the traditional way of building a stand-up act or you know becoming a comedian, um, dive bars, things like that, and then eventually took their career and went and did what they wanted to do. And they didn't, they didn't get married, or they didn't get married and have kids.
0: That's they where continued
1: we up. they continued to work. We we just followed a different model, right? But we also followed a different model in the sense of we were able to find, you know, utilize the internet in a way that wasn't accessible to them because we're talking about, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ahead of us, before us. And so it's different.
0: Wow. Okay. Dave hit me with the perspective. <sighs> How rude. Yeah. Dang. Dave just said in the comment, I heard about some moms
1: that started making videos at home and ended up with a 75 city comedy tour 76, but he was so close. was, pretty, it was crazy, pretty crazy. Disturbing.
0: Thank you for the humble. Anchored back down to earth. I was floating for a minute. That's a good point, dude. That's what I'm saying. My, I'm so messed up. No, you're not. You're a normal human
1: who thinks those things, and you'll say it. Most people won't say those things. <laughs> but I'm the same way. We say shit that comes into our heads because we know that, that we can't possibly be the only one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to f- forget what you have when you're always so busy looking at what everybody else has. And I have to remind myself often, like, are like, j- no offense, lady, but six years ago you were living in a tiny apartment with roaches crawling all over your legs, making $0 an hour, wondering how you were going to pay rent. Yeah. Quit your bitching.
1: Well, it's not quit your bitching. It's, it's focus on what's next.
0: Shift your perspective.
1: Yep. Flip the script as Crystal Almond Milk just said. It's about flipping the script and figuring out what way you want to go and Mm -hmm. how you want to do it. Right. And that's, and you're in the driver's seat, but you're right. You know, and, and everybody can have those feelings of, you know, I mean, I had, I attempted two times to get a, to get a tour together and to get it moving and to figure things out. And each time it was canned and I still went back and I was like, fuck it. I, I'm getting on that motherfucking stage and somebody's going to be listening to these jokes and we figured it out, you know, and we went and we did, and we had a great tour and I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. I will figure out a way to do it again because I love being there. You really do. I love it. I love every, the second I walk out onto that stage, it's like I've
0: been plugged in. That's how you know you're supposed to be doing that. So the second I walk out on the stage, I try not to pee my pants in fright. (laughs) I try not to obsess about how I'm being perceived by the audience the whole time. And then I cry as I walk off the stage. But I'm always there to hold you when you're done. I know. I'm thinking about suing that one venue. Uh, for the minor Listen, scrape? No, it is a scar forever. And every time I wear eyeshadow, it clumps up and makes it look like I got dookie on my eye.
1: does. It's,
0: it's their fault. They had a guillotine hanging okay. from their damn rafters for no reason. <laughs> and so I ran dramatic. smack dab into it. A guillotine? It was. You're so
1: dramatic. How would you describe that? was a two by four that was covered in some padding.
0: It was not a and
1: you walked into it because it was dark. They should have had they should have had light my
0: face and it was this big and it went (laughs) all the way up to the roof. You're so stupid. You're so stupid. And then I got done and nobody even said, we'll give you $1,000 for the inconvenience. Sorry. Okay.
1: Did I not help you after the whole incident? I was checking on you. I offered you, I think, tea and a bandage. Okay. I don't know what tea. you want.
0: Not some- tea.
1: Ka- chamomile. I think I had some chamomile.
0: Cold, hard cash, baby. Okay. That's what I want. Yeah. We're sorry for your troubles, Miss Jenkins. Here's $1,000 for your future hardships.
1: No, I'm sorry. You can see it from here. No, you cannot.
0: It's right here. Don't pretend like you can't see it. I can't.
1: First of all, I don't have on my glasses. I can't see anything. <laughs> but even if I had them on, I wouldn't be seeing a scar, and that's okay. So I, for, I was going to tell you this right before we went live, and Dave told me not to. Remember the blow dryer that I have?
0: Oh yeah, that's the what circle
1: brush blow dryer. Yeah. Okay. So I'm in yesterday trying to blow blow dry my hair because I um I had to blow dry my I hair. The one I own. You have the same one? Is it pink? No, mine's black. Black and pink? No, there's no pink on mine. It's just black. But anyway. Uh, I don't
0: know what you're talking about.
1: The the brush, that's a blow dryer. I have it. Okay. Mine is is just black. It has a B on the bottom. I don't know what brand it is. Uh, Anyway, got it on Amazon. Probably two years old, if that. I'm in there yesterday and I'm going, and I had lent it to Sophia. Well, I didn't lend it to her. She took it from me. Um, and so I asked for it back and I, and it's, it was turning on and turning off, turning on and turning off. I said, you use this hairdryer and now it doesn't work. And she said, it didn't give me a problem. So it's obviously you. And I was like, I have been using this for two years and had zero problems with this. And now I lent it to you Mm -hmm. and it's broken. And she's like, it's not broken. It's the, it's the. It's the outlet. It's the outlet. So she starts plugging it in and out, plugging it in and out. And I said, just leave it alone. Stop. So I turn it on. It starts to go. And all of a sudden I go. And I had it in my hair. I pulled it out and it goes. The motor blows. Shocks fly out. A flame. Thing caught on fire. Thank God it wasn't in my hair when it happened.
0: Caught on fire. Caught on fire. You're suing them.
1: No, I threw it out. Look at your hair. It's shorter. Be like, <laughs> look at it. I had to cut my hair. <laughs> no. Look at it. It wasn't in my hair when it happened, but it literally sparks flew out of the bottom of this thing. The motor went and That's sparks
0: terrifying. flew. Yeah. It was crazy. I don't know why it happened. Uh, it's only two years old. Can you look it up and see if this is a common complaint? Like this could be dangerous. This could disfigure people.
1: It definitely was like you would have. Been burned if it was in your hair when it happened.
0: Yeah, you yeah. need to call him. Call B.
1: I don't know who that is. I don't remember. I bought it two years ago.
0: You're I gotta, the word I had to look it up. I don't know, but I just you threw could it away. Save lives, dude. Ugh, it's now your I'm, civil duty. Civil- now I have to do this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now you've told the internet. Now we all know. All you don't right. do a so I'll
1: look it up. I'll look it up. I've I've had that happen with a hair dryer before. Yeah, I don't think it's uncommon because I think when the motor goes. That can happen.
0: Look at your past orders. Somebody said very smart. Good idea. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're okay. And you escaped (sighs) that near death experience. Yeah. (laughs) I'd be so pissed if you died by a hairdryer. Oh, what
1: a way to go. Right.
0: I'd be so pissed. I'd be like of all the things.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Trying to be pretty.
1: I, well, I was sweaty and I was, didn't want to wash my hair, so I was just trying no,
0: to blare it. it. That's why it exploded, you <laughs> sicko. You're I didn't want to wash to my dry. hair.
1: What? I didn't want to wash it. I just wanted to dry it after I, I went and showered after I worked out, but I didn't want to wash my hair. So I just blew out the sweat. People do that. Stop it. Okay. You're.
0: Wow. All right. Fine. You showered.
1: I did shower. I just didn't want to wash my hair.
0: Oh, so you showered your butt? So the water didn't touch your hair.
1: No, I just pulled it back and I washed my body. And then I was like, oh, my hair is still a little wet
0: underneath. Let me blow dry it out. Why do you think that's why it exploded? No. uh You're not supposed to. This is your fault. The salt from your sweat got into the motor. You're not supposed to do that. But either way, um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we leave?
1: I say we wrap it up. We went an extra 15 minutes
0: the worst at math dude what what time is it you can see how long it's been recording oh. on the thing you did this last week too. i looked
1: at my phone i looked at like, my it's phone. it's been seven hours <laughs> i did not
0: <laughs> all right everybody well we love you join us next week for another episode
1: of take it or leave it an advice ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms
0: who have, who have no, no idea, idea what, what we're, we're doing. doing
1: we'll see you next
0: time We love you. I don't judge you if you blow dry your sweat, people. Okay, bye.